Good morning and welcome in. This is Q in the Morning on Victory 91.5. I'm Quincy and that was Jars of Clay. All the way back from 2013, the, the song is Inland and the album had the same name. Would have been their seventh full-length album. Man, throwback, but a good one this morning. Because, you know, in the song there, it talks about how no man is an island. Come on home to me. And that's what God tells us is, you know, you can't do this by yourself. I gave you Jesus. I gave you the Holy Spirit. I gave you me. Don't do it by yourself. Let people realize and know that they have seen my son. Let people realize that through Jesus, they have seen me. Everything you once knew, <laughs> that doesn't even matter anymore. You can let all that go. You can be that new creature that he has created you to be because he is right there with you. Leave all the old stuff behind. You know, it kind of lines up with what I was planning to share with you this morning. You know, a friend of mine, Meredith Malden, she spent some time pioneering and then shepherding the worship movement at Upper Room in Dallas. Now she has a ministry the Lord has given her called Song Lab, where she goes around and gets other worship leaders writing what the Lord has given them. And she shared a verse through social media from Acts 4 uh, just recently, and it made me take another look at the passage. Now, this was after the healing at the Gate Beautiful. And actually, this was being preached on at the North Georgia Revival the other night as well. Uh, verse 12 in Acts 4 says, There's no one else who has the power to save us. For there is only one name in whom God has given authority by which we must experience salvation, the name of Jesus. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. Now, this is the part of verse 13 that I want you to hear. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. <laughs> verse 14, standing there with them was the healed man, and there was nothing further they could say. A little later, the council threatened them to go and, and not preach Jesus anymore. And then verse 18, they commanded them to never teach the people or speak again using the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, you can judge for yourselves. It's better to listen to you or to God. <laughs> it's impossible for us to stop speaking about all the things we've seen and heard. They understood they had been with Jesus. <laughs> they understood the effect, the Jesus effect. And then Peter and John was like, you know, we've seen too much. We've heard too much. Don't tell me he can't do it. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the access to this kingdom family because of what Jesus did for us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that allows us to have that boldness. This was the same Peter that just not that long before here was hiding, was cursing, and was denying Jesus. But oh, after the Holy Ghost, he said, nah, we've seen too much. We've heard too much. We can't not tell you about our Jesus. God, give us that boldness today. 
Give us the joy that they must have walked in, the peace that they must have walked in, knowing that it didn't matter what this council said or accused them of because they had been with Jesus. Thank you, Father. And in Jesus' name, I declare peace and strength and joy over your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Last 29-11 worship with sinners and saints, closing out another wonderfully anointed worship set here on Victory 91.5. We had Daniel Bashta with God is So Good and Chaz Tackett with Hurricane in that set as well. Thanks so much for being alongside here on your Tuesday morning. It is a wonderful privilege that we get to have to be part of your day where we get to worship in song as we just did. Of course, we get into the Word and we get into prayer each hour. So grateful for the opportunity that we have to worship the Father together. And here's one of the times that I get to ask you what you're looking at. We're talking about who you're hanging out with on social media, who you're following and liking and all of that stuff. Now, this one comes from Harvest House Discipleship Center and evangelist John Hale. They shared a quote from William Booth, and that's the founder of the Salvation Army. Now, William Booth said, not called, did you say? Not heard the call, I think you should say. Put your ear down to the Bible and hear him bid you go and pull sinners out of the fire of sin. Mm, that's a toe stepper. That's a challenging one right there. So how are you working toward that as you go gospel? Now, I don't mean you have to be handing out the tracks. I don't mean you have to be the one asking, hey, are you born again? But... Are you living a life that is a living epistle unto Jesus Christ? Are you loving like Jesus today? Those are some things you can do. And then ask God for boldness to then ask the question. If you're around someone that the Lord highlights to you. It's a lot of ways. This is a powerful reminder that not only are you called, it is commanded to take the gospel as you go. Dan Bremness withholds you tight here on Q in the morning on Victory 91.5. I'm Quincy, and in that wonderful set of worship music, you had Maverick City with Joy of the Lord and KO from Alexander Pappas. If you're ever wondering what's playing, and you know, we get into a opportunity to talk to you about the word or something else that's coming up like we're getting ready to go over the edge and we don't tell you what was just played you can always go to victory.radio there on the very first page you come to on that home page uh, there's a spot where it says now playing and tells you exactly what was just playing and then down at the bottom of that there's a little blue bar and a view playlist button you can click that and just see what's been going on and what all those great artists are and, and what the Lord is doing through their different ministries that he's called them to. It's really a great resource. Check out victory.radio sometime. And now it's time for me to take you over the edge. Now, this story is interesting because it's uh, knitting enthusiasts for the first thing. <laughs> Second, it's a world record. They're from England, and they lined up an estimated... 
45,736 yarn pom-poms. So, you know, I know what the bigger palms are, of course, from, you know, cheerleaders shaking them at a game, you know, that kind of thing. But these are smaller yarn palms that would, like, go on the end of a, a winter hat. And uh, Claire Watts of the Brandon Yarn Bombers group, how cool name is that, um, they decided that they were going to do some decorations and all this other stuff, and they came up with a lot of them, and then they said, hey, let's take it a step further and make it a world record. So they wanted to break the record of 29,312 back in 2016. So there's already a record of yarn palms and how long they can line them up and how many of them there are. And now they have submitted to see if this 45,000 number will hold. Well, they counted them last week. And uh, that's the number they came up with, over 45,000. And uh, they're excited because the community came together and were absolutely fantastic. Now, that's my attempt because that was in England. Um, but there's a video uh, that has now been uh, shown to the Guinness World Record folks to see if it can be officially verified as a world record. 45,736 yarn pom-poms. That is over the edge. There is no fear you belong here. Step into the house of the Lord. That's Crowder in the house here on Victory 91.5. I'm Quincy. This is Q in the morning. And it's a Tuesday. But it is also, you know, June the 7th. <laughs> and did you know, happening on this day... In 1891, Charles Spurgeon, who preached to an average 6,000 people at each of his services all the way back then in 1891, he delivered his final sermon at London's Metropolitan Tabernacle on this day in 1891. That's Charles Spurgeon. We'll have a quote of the day from him a little bit later today. But there's also another happening on this day that I would like to put out there for you today. And it's actually using... All of the same numbers from the last one. Instead of 1891, it was 1981 when a beautiful bouncing boy was born and his name was Zachary and he is my older brother. So happy birthday to Zach. He's back in Kentucky serving at the ministry where we grew up and uh, doing all the great things that he does in his family and for the kingdom. And just wanted to say happy birthday to him today and tell him to give an extra squeeze to my niece and my nephews today and also to have a highly, wonderfully blessed birthday. And there's your did you know and a little happy birthday today for you on Q in the morning. And we don't have to see the whole thing. Don't need to see the full picture because we can rely on the Father. That was Futures with Hills and Horizons here on Victory 91.5. Yeah, we don't have to see it all because that trust. And it brings me to my quote of the day for you today. And I promised it was going to be Charles Spurgeon because on this day, back in 1891, he preached his last sermon at the London Metropolitan Tabernacle. He said, in the same way the sun never grows weary of shining, nor a stream of flowing, it is God's nature to keep his promises. Therefore, go immediately to his throne and say, do as you promised. <laughs> Boldly before the throne, as the scripture says. And he says also that he watches over his word 
to perform it. So yes, we do that with respect. We do that with the authority we get through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But he keeps his promises. That's why we don't have to have the whole picture. Amen. Victory 91.5. This is Q in the morning. That was Ryan Stevenson. Always been you. In that song, he said, I used to think salvation was based upon my works. I thought my acceptance was something I had to earn. Anybody else feel that way? <laughs> Raising my hand. I used to. But now I have assurance. I'm not afraid. You already made a way goes on to say, Jesus, I don't want the glory. I don't have anything to prove because you are the hero of my story. It's always been you. He's been right there. Even when you felt you had to earn it, even when the shackles of man's decisions and constructs of religion made you think that way, he still was right there with his hand out. His blessings are still there. But when you come into the understanding of whose you are and how that makes you who you are in him, mm. man, the freedom comes, the peace comes, the joy comes. Come to him today. Thank God for Sunday morning. Oh, we thank God for Sunday morning. That's Cochran and Company here on Victory 91.5. Of course, we thank him for every morning. Those Sundays when we get to assemble with brothers and sisters in Christ, it is something special. Something I would add, though. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were asking about why, how can we do this to affect change in the American church? How can we do this to make sure that we're closer to what the New Testament church was? And I said, well, there's two ways people go to church. One, you go to church with a you go to church with a fork and you go to get fed. That's okay if you do that. There's times that we all do that. Even pastors need that. But there are those that go to church with a spatula because <laughs> they're there to add something or serve in some way or request of the Father, hey, what are you do what are you doing that I can be a part of? So keep that in mind. When you're thanking God for those Sunday mornings or those opportunities you have in your community groups or your Bible studies, are you going with a fork or are you going with a spatula? And sometimes it can be a little bit of both. <laughs> Just like if you make a pie or a cake at home, you're, you're getting the fork or the spoon in there a little bit too along with the spatula. And sometimes just licking the spatula clean, right? <laughs> I'm Quincy. This is Q in the morning. Let's go into Psalm 130 before we cover this hour in prayer. And here David is... Saying, from the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could even survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I'm counting on the Lord. Yes, I'm counting on him. I've put my hope in his word. And David also says in this psalm, Hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. 
So he doesn't keep a record of them. All the stuff we used to do, the stuff that we've given to him, it's gone. There's forgiveness that we may respect the Father, that we count on him, that we put hope in him. Then, then his unfailing love is overflowing and his redemption for us overflowing. And he does hear us. He does pay attention to us. Father, we thank you for being you, for giving our faith a reason to line up with your faithfulness. You are so good, God. We lift up your name, Yahweh. We exalt you, Yeshua, Jesus. We are in awe of you. We are in awe that you love us, that you chose us, that you saved us, that you made us part of your forever kingdom family. We hope in you. We cry out to you. We are grateful for your redemption. And in Jesus' name, we take the joy of the Lord as our strength today. And in Jesus' name, we bring all these things to you. Amen. Let your wind blow, breathing your life to us dead. As your wind blows. Don't you love being able to hear all the harmonies in a song like that? That was really good. CRC Music with Making Rivers here on Victory 91.5. Thanks for being with me this morning on the Sound of Revival. I'm Quincy. This is Q in the morning asking you what you're looking at. Talking about those social media scrolls again and... You know, that can become a black hole if you're not following the right people or friending the right people or liking the right things because then those algorithms take you all kinds of places. So make sure that just like in real life, your circle matters. You're around the right people on your social media time. Well, Jackie Duvall, who's a producer for ISN, for Sid Roth, posted uh, a reminder of the need for intercessory prayer the other day and really got me thinking, and I had to kind of look it up a little bit. She said, we need more Daniel Nash's. She gave a quick glimpse of what Na Daniel Nash did, but it took me a minute to remember who he was. I'd heard the story before, so I looked it up to refresh what I thought I knew. And most people remember the ministry of Charles Finney, or have at least read about it, and the type of revival that happened everywhere he went. Well, one record from Finney, talking about Daniel Nash, said on one occasion, when I got to town to start a revival, a lady contacted me who ran a boarding house. She said, Brother Finney, do you know a Father Nash? And she explained that she had been renting them a room they hadn't eaten. She said, opened the door and peeped in at them because I could hear groaning. I saw them down on their faces, and they had been that way for three days, lying prostrate on the floor and groaning. I thought something awful must have happened to them. I was afraid to go in, and I didn't know what to do. Would you please come see about them? And Finney calmly replied, it's not necessary. They just have a spirit of travail in prayer. <laughs> To pray that hard and to fast and to where the person you're renting the room from worries about you and calls the revivalists and says, hey, come and get these guys. <laughs> That's the kind of prayer that we need for revival. Now, this comes from uh, the book, Daniel Nash, Prevailing Prince of Prayer by J. Paul Reno. And of course, uh, Jackie Duvall posted it on social media. Now, there's more to understanding the importance of the prayer ministry of Daniel Nash that I'll share in just a little bit and also give you a few thoughts on it. Let's get back into worshiping the Father through song here on Victory 91.5. Doubt Immigration Irrigation brings you this next set with Doe and Caleb Carroll and more. 
here on The Sound of Revival. He always makes a way, and we know he will. We can trust in it. We can rely on it. You know, the last time we spoke just a moment ago, I was telling you about being reminded of the power of intercessory prayer because a friend posted about Daniel Nash, who used to go and pray in a town ahead of Charles Finney coming in for revival meetings. So another account went like this. Charles Finney so realized the need for God's working in all his services that he was wont to send godly father Nash on in advance to pray down the power of God into the meetings which he was about to hold. Not only did Nash prepare the communities for preaching, but he also continued in prayer during the meetings. Often Nash would not attend the meetings, and while Finney was preaching, Nash was praying for the Spirit's outpouring upon him. Finney said, I did the preaching altogether, and Brother Nash gave himself up almost continually to prayer. Often while the evangelist preached to the multitudes, Nash in some adjoining house would be on his face in agony of prayer. And God answered in the marvels of his grace. With all due credit to Mr. Finney for what he has done, it was the praying men who held the ropes, the tears they shed, the groans they uttered, are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Things of God. Again, this is from uh, Daniel Nash, Prevailing Prince of Prayer, a book by J. Paul Reno, and it was posted by a friend that reminded us that we need more Daniel Nashes in this world. We need more. We need more prayer. We need to tarry in prayer. We need to wait on the Lord. More willing to be in a room somewhere praying than the willingness to say, Lord, give me a platform. And yes, I know, God has given me a platform, but I'm actually much more content being behind the scenes. I know who God is. I know that my prayers carry weight just like yours do. I per se, I pursue daily the heart of the Father. And while my flesh sometimes wants to worry about how many might be listening or how many might be downloading the podcast or all of that stuff, I just so want to see revival. I so want to see the lost born again. I want to see believers armed and ready and just yearning after the Father. So let's commit to praying for God to have his way. Let's pray for those with pure hearts, not seeking after spotlights to get the platform and to operate in the anointing. We need more Daniel Nash's to continue this great digging up of old wells of revival that the Lord is doing all over the earth right now. Spend more time in prayer. The School of Awakening and Courageous Community Church presents the 2022 Awakening event, June 10th and 11th in Georgia, featuring a powerful lineup of ministers like Mario Murillo. Do you want a political victory or a moral awakening in America? The American spirit today is going to wake up. It's going to be awesome in its appearance. Speakers also include Andrew Walmack, Bishop E.W. Jackson, and John Graves for the 2022 Awakening event at One Church in Fayetteville. Tickets are available now at 2022awakening.com. A brand new sound. Can you hear it? Do you feel it? This glory Anna Golden here on Victory 91.5 with new sound. That song started with I See a Generation Rising Up. 
talking about the new sound that the Lord is bringing in the earth in this new generation. And we talked earlier about discipleship and where it starts. And, and then as Anna Golden continued in the song, she talked about him trusting us with his glory. Can he trust you with his glory? Can he trust you with discipling the next generation? Let's get in his word. Let's get in his presence. Let's keep that cycle going of Psalm 78, verse 6. It says, for perpetuity, God's ways will be passed down from one generation to the next, even to those not yet born. In this way, every generation will set its hope in God and not forget his wonderful works, but keep his commandments. That's how that glory gets stirred up all around, and that's how the new sound comes into the earth, that next generation. Keep that in mind as you're in your encounters today, and I'll be back with you tomorrow morning on Q in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Brian's going to be in with you here in just a moment. Then you've got coffee with Corey at 3 o'clock. Our Victory family loves to worship the Father with you in song and in word and in prayer, so you can stay close on Victory 91.5.